I'll be honest that this message I preached here, it was about a year ago, but I think it's something that we need it today, or at least I need it. And so um, I'm going to teach it again today. And um, I want to talk about knowing God through trials, knowing God through trials. And so... um, Let's look at Psalms chapter 88. Psalms chapter 88. Uh, We'll start with uh, verse there one. A song of songs or psalms for the son of Korah, the chief musician upon Mahatol, Linathol, Mashiel, of Haman and Ezraite. This is what I want us to get. Verse 1 here. O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before Thee. Have you been there? (laughs) Crying out to God, seeking God. Um, Let my prayers come before Thee. Incline thy ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles. And my life draw nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. Verse 9 of Psalms 88. Mine Eyes mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. There's a person of desperation. But they're focused on the right thing. They're turning to God. Thank God we have a Lord that we could turn to in times of trials, in times of need. And that's exactly what we ought to do is turned to God. So in thinking that, we look at trials in our life. What are the benefits of trials? So, oh, Brother Rick, there's not many benefits, but there is. But there is. And just as we look at this psalm here, and this person is crying out to God, trials reveal our need for God. We need God. And it's sometimes uh, we go through these trials because that's exactly what we need to go to God. And so trials reveal our need to God. And God is there. God is there. Verse 13 of that same Psalm 88. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. In other words, that prevent means go before God. Just go before Him. Just seek Him out. Intercessory, just seeking Him out. Going before God and crying unto God. And people need God. And uh, we need God. Christians need God. And it kind of, the when things happen in life, it reminds us of how much we need it. It reminds us of how much we need Him. So if you think about that, it's a benefit. If 
you look back in your life and the trials and the tribulations that you had, and and um, a lot of them were just um, things that happened in our life that drew us closer to God. And they bring us closer to God. And God is there. And God hears us. And so we need to turn to Him. Um, we look at... Uh, the life of Job, and we all know this story, but let's turn there. Job chapter 1. Boy, talking about going through trials. <laughs> Job certainly went through trials. And here we see Job going through some trials. And it says this in Job's chapter 1, Job chapter 1, verse 20. Then Job rose up and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And this was Job's response to his trials. Of course, there was a lot of things that happened. Job lost his property. He lost everything he had. He lost his family. Uh, everything was taken away from him. Verse 21 of Job 1, and this is what he said, and, na- and he said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, and all this Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. What a man of God. He stood faithful to God during those trials. Um, Verse 15 of Job 13, it says this, Job 13, 15, Though they slay me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain mine own way before him. And don't get me wrong. It was hard. And I'm sure there was times where Job was just saying, what's going on? But yet he stood firm and he trusted God. Even with the bad advice and bad counsel, he just stood firm and trusted God. And God rewarded him, by the way. God blessed him and gave him everything back. Um, so trials... And you look back and you see them and you go through them and you see God answer prayer and you see God work and you see how God is still there and still uh, his presence is there during the trial. And we get those glimpses of things that happen, just like you mentioned even yesterday about the songs and the music and God was present. God met in need. Uh, trials strengthen our trust in God. They just confirm our trust. God is real. God is true. God is, yeah. And I know sometimes we don't see it at the time. If we're human, we're just human. I'm human. I worry. I get stressed. Uh, probably more than I should as a preacher. But I'm also just, if I look back at everything that I've ever gone through, I could look back and I could say God is faithful. God is good. And uh, I need God and I want more of God because he is faithful and I see what he's been able to do. 
And so again, there's benefits in trials. They reveal our need for God and they strengthen our trust in Him. Just like Job, his, he, he was there. Though they slay me, yet will I trust Him. But I will maintain mine own ways before Him. And we got to be reminded of those sometimes during our trial that He is there and He's, He's gotten us through those hundreds of trials before. He certainly could get us through this one. And He'll get us through those future ones that we'll have. And it just reminds us again, boy, we need Him. And boy, I could trust God. I could trust Him. And my strength, uh, my uh, I should say, the trial strengthened my trust in Him. And what do those trials do also? Let's look at Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30. Verse 20. And through the Lord, and though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and waters of affliction, yet shall not thy teacher be removed into a corner anymore. But thine eye shall see thy teacher. Verse 21 of Isaiah 30. And thine ear shall hear the words behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When he turned to the right hand and when he turned to the left. So what's happening here? Trials sharpen our focus on God. And we see here, God is our teacher. And sometimes we, uh, we're not looking at the teacher and, but when we have a trial, we're kind of just forced to look to the teacher. And he's going to give us direction. And though the Lord give me the bread at adversity, adversity, huh? We got some adversity happening. And the waters of affliction, yet shall not thy teacher be removed into a corner anymore. But thine eye shall see thy teacher. We could see the Lord through trials. We could see how he works. It builds our faith. If everything was well and we had our perfect life and our perfect home and our perfect family and our perfect health, um, we wouldn't have a need for God. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is we need God. We need him more than uh, anything in this world. And so let's not that, let's not let the teacher be removed in the corner anymore, but, but let's focus on the teacher. Let's see what the teacher has for us. We need direction. I need direction. And I need to learn to lean on God. And by the way, I, God doesn't I'm not saying that God punishes us. I know there's, we could violate God's principles and stuff like that, but it's never, we can't just assume just because we're going through trials that God's punishing us. That's not true at all. 
If anything, God it's just God showing his love towards us during those trials. There's always things to learn, whether you're well or whether you're not. But again, they just trials sharpen our focus on God. And we need to focus on God. And it brings people to God. And I even think of the those that are unsaved and how they go through trials and uh, how difficulties come and they're looking for answers. And what do they turn to the unsaved? A lot of times they turn to alcohol. They turn to drugs. They turn to partying. They turn to whatever it is to give them relief. But the truth of the matter is even if they get relief, it's temporary. But as Christians, we have the Lord. And God gives us relief. And by the way, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. We're not supposed to have a perfect world here. This is not heaven. Only in heaven, it's perfect. And so we're reminded of that. And we look forward to that day uh, because there's going to be uh, our tears will be wiped away. Our, uh, the storms will be no more in, in, that we have here on earth. But while we're here, we ought to expect them. Each day we're going to get we get older and things happen and we fail and things start breaking down. That's just life. But we have God to get us through. Sometimes he chooses to uh, to allow us to be through those things. Sometimes he heals. Sometimes he, he he whatever he does, he's involved, and we need to learn to trust him. And so those trials again they reveal our need for God. And by the way, the unsaved sometimes they'll figure it out and say, you know what, I need God, and they come to Christ because of those trials in their life. I've mentioned it a hundred times here. Uh, prison ministry is just a fine example of that. People finally come to the their wits end and they hit rock bottom and they're saying, man, I've tried everything and nothing seems to work. Hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus wants to be in your life. And he has a plan for you. By the way, he created you. And many people get saved in those times of trials and tribulations. And so again, uh, see God as our teacher. Let's learn the lesson. Let's see what God has for us. And it's a good lesson. And God is there. And we just want to focus on Him. We want to strengthen our trust in Him. Strengthen our trust in Him. And again, it just reveals our need for God. And God is good. And if we could say it, God is good all the time. Even though sometimes we feel like things are not so good. I get it. I understand that. We're human. But God has a plan. (laughs) We just got to hang on to him and get through that. Just hang on to him. So remember, God has a plan. Let's look at Genesis chapter 50. We're reminded of this when we look at the 
this story here in Genesis chapter 50. Verse 19. And, and Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God. But as as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as if it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. You know the story of Joseph and his brothers and how when he was young, they sold him into slavery and he became a servant of the Pharaoh and things of that sort. And eventually all kinds of things happened to him. He ended up in jail and he was able to interpret dreams and things like that. But we look back and we see the story from the beginning to the end, and we look back and we see it and we say, God had a plan. There is a reason why everything happened. There is a reason why those things that we thought were so terrible were happening. God used it. God has a plan. So let's remember when we go through trials, there's a plan. As children of God, God is in control. And God has a plan. And there's a purpose. And so we have to be remember that. We have to be reminded of that while we're going through trials. That God has a plan. And there's a purpose. And it's good. And again, we're reminded... Uh, uh, through that story that we look at Joseph and what he went through and the things and the challenges that he went through and the difficulties and God was there. Um, let's look at Daniel chapter three. Daniel. Verse 20. Um, and he commanded the most mighty men that were in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into a burning, fiery furnace. You know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're thrown into the fiery furnace. Verse 28 of chapter 3 of Daniel then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak things amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
shall be cut into pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that God delivers after this sort. So again, we're reminded God had a purpose. There was a purpose. Something terrible happened. They were thrown into the fire furnace unfairly. It was just everything was set up against them. And it it was just an awful thing if you look at it for what it was. And you say, well, where was God? (laughs) He was involved. He was going to show himself. A matter of fact, he showed up in that fiery furnace. And there was a purpose. And it changed things around. Everything turned around and God was glorified at the end. So yes, God has a plan and God always has a purpose. Just like he did for uh, in the book of Daniel where we read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo uh, uh, thrown into the fiery furnace. You think what a terrible thing, but yet God had a purpose for it. And at the end, God is glorified. And if God be glorified in our trials and our tribulations, so be it. It's the least that we can do for God. And so let's, let's just trust God for the plan and trust God for the purpose. Is it, is it always easy? No, we're human. Again, I remind you, I'm human. And, and sometimes we can't understand everything and we can only see what's in front of us. But as Christians, we can look at the, know that God has a big picture there and he sees everything. I could only see what's in front of me, but he sees everything. And he's just saying, trust me, hang in there. I have a plan. I have a purpose. Just like I had for Joseph, just like I had for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just hang in there. Trust me. Just stay faithful. Just stay focused. Stay in line. Uh, just hang on to me and we'll get you through. Isaiah, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and that... And he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. Verse 2 of Isaiah 43. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. You going through the waters right now? Those raging waters. God's promise is, I will be with you. And through the rivers, and they shall not overflow. You feel like you can't take it anymore? You feel like the water's up to your neck? (laughs) We've been there, huh? And if not, we're going to be there sometime. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Feel like you're going through the fire? God is there. We've been reminded of that this week when the things that are happening in Maui or in Hawaii there with the fires and the, the tragedy. And, uh, and again, I remind you, believer, trials happen, things happen in this world. But as Christians, we could turn for, to God. And you know what? He's with us. 
He's with us. He's watching out. I will be thee. I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow. Don't worry. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Why? Verse 3. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wastes precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, I will give thee, I will give men to thee and the people for thy life. Fear not, I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. So remember, God has a plan. Just like he had a plan for Joseph. Remember, he has a purpose. He had a purpose for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then we need to remember God is present. He doesn't leave us or forsake us. He doesn't leave us or forsake us. Psalms chapter 9 verse 9 says this. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of troubles. So God is our refuge. God is all powerful. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Remember that we're on the winning side. We may probably lose some battles, but we're going to win the war. Because God is all powerful. Psalm 62, 7 And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him all times. We got to trust him all times. But brother Rick, you don't understand. It's hard. Just trust him. Hang in there. He's all powerful. It's no time to give up. It's no time to throw in the towel. We just got to hang on and we got to trust him. And he's with us all times, the promises. Ye people, pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Psalm 62, 11. God has spoken once, twice. I have heard him this. The power belongeth unto God. God is all-powerful. Oh boy, we love this verse, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. God's grace is sufficient. He gives us everything we need. For my strength is made perfect. You know what is made perfect in our weakness? And weakness. Some God, sometimes God's just going to allow us to be real weak to show his strength. You know why? Because it's not my strength. It's not your strength. 
God is sufficient. His grace is sufficient for thee. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, this is the Apostle Paul. I don't get it. I don't understand it sometimes, but it's true. And we need to just trust God. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. <laughs> in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see, God wants to be glorified. And we just need to allow him to be glorified. And when we just hang on to him and trust him and just uh, just uh, trust him, uh, we're lifting him up and he will be glorified. And that's what he wants. And that's a good place. To, uh, and if God wants to do that with us, we ought to allow him. We got to say, God, it's OK. And you know what I found out? He gives us grace. He gives us the ability to get through. You're going to look back. You're going to say, man, how did I do all that? You didn't. God did. He did it. But isn't it a beautiful thing? He did it through us. He did it through us, in us. And the world looks at that and they see that and they're just saying, man, how do they do it? And we could turn to them and says, you know, I really didn't do it. God did it through. God did it. He gave me the grace to get through it. God is powerful. This world's not our home. Things are going to happen. We're going to face infirmities and, 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 and trials and things that are difficult, but we just hang in there and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. Let's do it for him. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And God will just sometimes he says, you know, I want to do a work. And if you allow me to do this work, uh, 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 we're going to accomplish a lot of things. And so what we ought to say as Christians is say, so be it, God, you do it as long as you're glorified because you're all powerful. And again, I want to remind you, let's look at Daniel real quick again. Daniel chapter six, verse 22 it says this, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for so much as before him in its, in its, uh, in its was found in me and also before the O king. I have done no hurt. Again, we're reminded that God protects us. Remember Daniel thrown in the lion's den? God showed up again and you know, what did he do? He shut the lion's mouth. You know why God protects us? We could trust God. He protects us. Has he protected you? Yeah. Has he watched over you? Yes. And we could give testimony tonight how God is working, how God has a plan, God has a purpose, God is present, God is powerful, and how God protects us. 
God protects us. When God's preparing us, Psalms 119.71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. What is God preparing us for? Man, we think, okay, we're Christians, everything should be fine, everything, we ought to be floating, and we have no problems, no issues. Uh, God never promised that for Christians. <laughs> That's the TV evangelist promising that. That ain't God. But one thing we do know, God has a plan. God has a purpose. God is present. God is powerful and God's going to protect us. And he prepares us. He gives us what we need. He gives grace to those people that need it. And sometimes even as a Christian, I'll look at another Christian and say, man, I don't know how they're getting through that. But they're getting through it. And the answer is this. Hey, when you're going through it, God will give you grace. And right now, God's giving them grace. And that's why we don't see it. And that's why we don't understand it. But when we go through those things, God's going to give us the grace that we need to get through it. I hope that made sense. God gives grace when needed. So again... We look at these quick promises of God this evening and how God works. And we could all give testimony. I could give testimony, the trials and tribulations and difficulties. And, uh, you know, we have them. It's part of life. When we get older, we, we have them with our children. We have them with ourselves. Uh, we have them with work issues and the being in this world that we live in, that things are going to get tougher and, and harder. And, and, uh, again, don't be surprised, but don't worry either because God is in control. And these trials just remind us our need for God. And that's a wonderful thing because we need God and the world needs God. And people turn to God during trials. And it builds our faith. It builds our trust in God because trials strengthen our trust. They build our faith. And God wants to use people of faith. And God wants to use your trial to help somebody else going through their trial. And how are we going to do it if we don't even understand it? And we have to remind ourselves, hey, I'm going through this for a purpose and God has a plan and there's somebody I'm going to be able to help. And don't keep it to yourself. You could help somebody else. And then they they focus us on God and God becomes our teacher. And it's every night that we're focusing on him and we're praying and we're begging God, not just at night, but in the morning, in the afternoon. And, and you, if you look at it at the end, you say, man, I was having such a good time with God because I was constantly before him. I was constantly learning from him. I was constantly getting things from him to get through that day. And that's a beautiful thing. Because our focus is on him. And so many times our focus on so many other things. And that's not healthy. 
Our focus should be on Him. And you know what trials do? God gets our face and He just turns it to, uh, to, towards Him. Listen. <laughs> I'm here. I'm with you. I have a plan. I have a purpose. I, I'm present. I'm not going to leave you. I'm all powerful, by the way. I'm more powerful than that doctor. I'm more powerful than the government. I'm more powerful than whatever it is out there. I'm in control. And I'll protect. And I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to use this. And you're going to help many other people. And you know what I found out? Any Christian that's worth their Christianity, not that we deserve it, but you know what? They're going to go through trials. And people who are used by God have gone through difficulties. Why? Because they understand what difficulties are. And they're able to help people. And they're able to uh, give guidance and counsel to people that are going through trials. And that's what God wants. He wants us to help one another. How are they going to know us? How are we going to know us? By our love for one another. And how we deal with each other. And how we help one another. God is in control. So simply this message tonight is knowing God through trials. God is present. I was just thinking there's a while back... uh, just a short little story, uh, and I could give you hundreds of stories, but uh, I remember August had to get a blood test, and August and needles are not, they don't go together. <laughs> if you know anything about my son, he has some special needs, but, and so the doctor said he needs a blood test. Now, me and Marta were thinking it's not going to happen. So we prayed. And we prayed. I had people praying. Say, oh, that's so simple. Not for him. And if it's not simple for him, It's not simple for mom. It's not simple for dad. We needed a miracle. That day came. And uh, everything was working out. Drove there. We went to, uh, I think it was the Emanuel and... Children's Hospital or something. They'd send us to a place where they work with kids and it was going to be okay and all that type of stuff. And anyways, we were waiting there in the waiting room. And the person comes out and calls August's name. And I looked at that person and I said, looked like the angel of death to me, <laughs> that person. <laughs> had tattoos all over and it was just her hair was purple and green and everything else. And I just said, oh boy. And I looked at her and I said, you know, if 
if there's even one resistance at all, we're not going to do this. And Marta, uh, Annabelle was with us there, and August was there, and Marta went in with August. I stayed with Annabelle in the waiting room. And Marta gives a testimony of... Um, As she walked in, there was another lady that came. And she came and she got down at August level, eye to eye, and explained the procedure. In August, it was like he just got it. Okay, we'll do this. And August was with that lady and that the angel of death was putting the name, the needle in, but he was focused on this other lady. And she, August sat on Marta's lap and they drew the blood. No problem. Say, what's the big deal? That was a big deal. God sent an angel. was that lady God has a plan God has a purpose God is present he's involved it's a beautiful thing when he shows up it's a wonderful thing and to see that. And by the way, he's all powerful. There's going to be people that are going to say it's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to get better. It's not. Uh, uh, again, God is in control. God is all powerful and he protects. Some things we just got to give over to him. And we need to become weak for God to come and take control. And he's preparing us for something. He's going to use it in our lives to help somebody else. So again, I don't like trials. I don't like those things. I don't like tribulation. But they do reveal our need for God, so it's okay. They do strengthen our trust in God, so it's okay. And they sharpen our focus on God, and it's okay. See, God is your teacher. So, it's a wonderful thing to go through trials if we do it God's way. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you today. We thank you for loving us and being involved in our lives and helping us and guiding us. And um, we know some trials are obvious that people are going through today, but maybe there's somebody here that they didn't mention anything, but they're going through a trial and it's challenging. And I pray, Lord, that they could lean on you and that you would show up in their lives and you would be present. Oh, we all could give a testimony tonight about how God showed up 
how God is present, how He's all-powerful. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Um, And He protects us. And He prepares us. And we're thankful for that. And help us, Lord, to help others through their trial. Help us to be patient. Help us to be understanding. Help us to be loving and compassionate towards others. And again, we're needy people. You heard the request. I know there wasn't some that weren't mentioned, but I just pray you meet the needs of everybody represented here and their families and their loved ones and just meet needs tonight. Give comfort, give grace, and be who you are to us. By chance, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you as personal Savior, God loves you, God loves you. He, he died for you. He paid the penalty for sin for you. And if you haven't trusted Him, tonight's the night to trust Him, to make Him your personal Savior. And if I could help you in any way with that, please don't hesitate to ask. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You're dismissed. Thank you.